0: Continuing this series here uh, called God Was Here, and in this series, I just really have enjoyed that uh, we've looked at different ways that God breaks in on people's lives and the ways that He still breaks in on us today. And uh, in week one, we looked at when God gets our attention. We looked at Jacob and Moses, that God wants to break in and get our attention, and it's usually before he's ready to use us for something. That's one of the ways that we have those holy moments where we just kind of say, God was here. He broke in in a special way. And then we looked last week about hearing God, where he breaks in and he speaks to us. And I love how many testimonies I got from people like, God spoke to me, and God spoke to me, and I've heard his voice, and and you're absolutely right, and this too, and that. And just so many people were saying, God speaks, God speaks. And I, I was just so encouraged by it. And even in today, uh, we're going to look at that, the holy moments where God breaks in and does the miraculous. Because I believe that God still breaks in and does the miraculous. I believe that. I believe that he still breaks in and there are moments and I'll, I'll call them holy moments where you're, you're unexpected, you're going through normal life, you have something that is affecting your life and all of a sudden a, a miracle takes place, something that you have to give God the glory and the honor for. He just breaks in in a holy moment. Maybe you were unexpecting and all of a sudden, boom, it happened. Or maybe it'd been years and years and then it happens. Or maybe it just was diagnosed and then it's healed. I just know that God breaks in and does the miraculous. So we're going to talk about those holy moments where he breaks in on us and, and it's almost so special. It's almost so amazing that when these miracles take place, that we serve a miracle working God, when they take place, people almost want to build a shrine. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's almost like, that's exactly where it happened. And it's not a holy spot. It's a holy God that does it. Let's get that clear, okay? Holy God that does it. And he does the miraculous. Now, I got to just say this, that I have prayed with hundreds and hundreds of people as a pastor. Prayed with hundreds of people and I have seen uh, miraculous things happen where it shouldn't have happened. This should have never happened. Had a guy yesterday say, I remember I came to this church, the doctor told me I had three months to live, my liver was shutting down, it's been years since then, praise God, I had a miracle in my life. I've seen people after, you know, just person after person see things happen and I'm going to share some that have happened in our lives and I just believe that if we're going to do a series about God was here, we got to talk about healing miraculous moments. Now, I know that when I say that, I know that I've prayed for hundreds, and I've seen hundreds of things answered, and I've also seen hundreds of things that are yet to be answered here, okay? That I believe that God will uh, heal, but maybe not. he's not done it here on this earth or he hasn't done the miracle here. But there's still eternity for him to do it. And uh, I'm okay with that. I pray for the miracle here and now. And I believe always for it here and now. And I know that even as I was preparing this service and preparing this sermon... Um, I can just tell you, you know, here I am, pastor. I've seen the miraculous happen in my life, and I have that almost like that gnawing voice of the enemy. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? That goes, "Are you really going to talk about miracles? Are you really going to talk about this? Are you Now, now the enemy knows that I've experienced miracles in my own life, but he does this attack to me like, "Are you real? Are you going to go out on the limb and put this out on the internet? Are you going to put this out on TV?" I mean, in today's technology age, it can't be just a secret Christian club. Like when you go out with this sermon, this is going to the possibility of two million households in Minnesota, and over the world wide web, it could go anywhere, you're going to go, you're going to be a fanatic, you're going to be one of them, and I'm like, all right, I'm all in, baby, I'm all in, all right, I'm going in, and I believe this because I've seen it happen, all right, so I'm all in, all right. Now... If I was attacked like that, how many know that we all get attacked, right? We all get attacked like that. Are you going to be one of those Christians? Why don't you just be a peaceful cup of milk Christian that will just stay in the corner and, you know, pet Jesus, you know? But, I mean, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I, I believe we work, miracle working God, all right? So, all right. I believe that God spiritually heals all of us when we ask. Spiritually. When we ask, he doesn't say, I'll wait. When we ask for forgiveness, he spiritually heals us of our greatest need, which is the forgiveness of sins. I believe that. I believe when it comes to physical healing, I believe there are times that it's instantaneous, that it happens right here and now, and I believe that ultimately God will make it all right in eternity. I believe that whether we see it here or not, Now, I can't keep silent because I've just seen God's hand of miraculous power at work. And I'm even looking out in the church and in this service here. I see people, I know that God's done a miracle. I know some of your stories and you're smiling at me and you're just grinning. And yet I know there are others that are in that category that have prayed and prayed and prayed and you still haven't seen it, but you're still holding on and you're saying, God, you have all eternity to make it right, but I'm still not going to give up praying. I want you to know I see that. I know where people are at. But I believe we have a God that works miracles, and we've got to talk about it. God was here. God is here. He will be here. And that's the kind of God we serve that does miracle working power. He does it. So if you have your Bibles, turn to me to John chapter 5. I'm going to look at a story where God did a, a miracle, and I want to take a couple things away from it where there was like a holy moment where God broke in and just did the miraculous. John chapter 5, the story of the man at the pool of Bethesda. All right, we're going to read this story here. I've actually been to the pool of Bethesda. Uh, they've found it. I, I love it that archaeology, you know, they archaeologists go in and dig it up and actually find the places that are in the Bible. I think that's really cool, where you're like, this is the spot where the miracle took place, And <laughs> this is what the Bible says was here, and we can see that that's there, and I, I, I love that when it confirms that. But I stood there at the pool, and I want to let you know the pool of Bethesda where this miracle took place. Um, it was a very deep pool. I don't know. In my mind, I just thought it was like a little shallow like kiddie pool. You know, that's how I was thinking. But it was a very, very deep pool, a deep enough pool that you could like jump off a, a high board and dive in. Like it was deep, really deep and uh, big. People could swim in it. People would bathe in it. Um, and it was, it was a very deep, big, and there was a, a little river that kind of ran underneath this pool area, and that's what would cause the fresh water to come in here. Okay, so that's what, the, it's just an amazing spot to be. Big, big pool. So imagine, big pool, not a little pool. Verse one, sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool which in the Aramaic is called Bethesda and which is surrounded by five colored colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, Do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. And so the Jewish leader said to the man who had been healed, it is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, the man who made me well said to me, pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, see, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. So this is the story of of a guy that for 38 years was with some disability. Some disability lying next to this pool, lying on a mat with some disability that we don't exactly know what it is, but we know it's a a tough enough disability that he can't get into the water uh, to get healing. Now, you may not have noticed this, but in the version that I read, I didn't have a verse 4 in the version that I read. Some early manuscripts don't have verse 4 in there, and they believe that verse 4 was added later to help us understand this story. Verse 4 was added, and maybe some of your Bibles had that in there. It talks about when the water bubbles, an angel touches the surface, and then there's healing in the water, and first one in gets healed. Okay. Now, that was probably added, that verse, just to give us some clarity because we're trying to figure out why the guy's trying to jump into the water when Jesus asked him to get healed, right? And so that's what it was. They believed that when a a group of bubbles would come to the surface that healing was in the water at that moment, first one in would, would get healed. So can you imagine just a bunch of people with diseases and, and friends like pushing teams ready to get them in, you know, and all of a sudden the bubbles come and ah, you know, just everybody pushing every. I mean, that's what was going on. That's what was going on. So you got all these people standing around and laying around waiting for bubbles, waiting for something to happen while they're swimming and doing all this stuff. And Jesus walks by, and in a crowd, just this giant crowd of people, all with needs, fixes his eyes on one person. One person's about to get a holy moment. Now, one thing that stands out to me in this text and in this story is that this guy doesn't even seem to know who Jesus is. It wasn't like Jesus was walking through the crowd and there were all sorts of sick people and all of a sudden he saw somebody kind of going like, hey, you know know what I'm saying? And he's like, all right, it's your moment. You know, it wasn't like that. It was like Jesus stops and picks this guy for some unknown reason. Now, some theologians believe that Jesus picked this guy because this guy never had a chance of getting in the water. That this guy was the worst of the worst. And so Jesus picked the biggest miracle that was needed. And in that moment, just went and said, today, this is a day for you. There's a holy moment happening in your life. And boom, this guy gets picked. And it's an amazing thing that Jesus says, you know, do you want to be healed? He asked him basically like, what do you want? What do you want? And the guy misses the question. What do you want? And he should have said, well, I want to get healed. But instead, he's like, well, I don't have anybody to put me in. And when the water bubbles and then the stuff and then I can't get in. And Jesus is like, I didn't ask you that. I didn't ask you that. He was all worried about the where, the when, and the how. And Jesus was like, just be focused on the what. And when the who shows up, something's going to happen. The I am who, not the who. You know, but anyway, you know, I just kind of hit me right there, you know. When Jesus shows up, when Jesus shows up and asks you what, and there's that moment, that holy moment. Some of you have experienced it in a hospital, some of you have experienced it at a church altar, some of you have experienced it at a camp, some of you experience it's just a moment that what you need and there's a special presence of God it's just you can't explain it but when Jesus shows up he says what do you want he wants you ready to be focused on the what and I think so many of us have have lived in whatever we have for so long we're focused on the where the when the how the this 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 and we and we start to think of all the reasons why a miracle can't take place Jesus was asking him, are you ready for a miracle? And he's like, well, see, I can't because this, 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 this. And I think that's how we live a lot of times. We say, I can't, this, this, this. And he's like, no, no, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? And we've got to be ready for those moments when they're there and when they're, when they're happening. And this guy misses it, but I'm so glad that Jesus ignores the guy's wrong answer. He's like, Are you ready to be healed? Like, all right, get up, take every mat, go. All right, here's your moment. You know, the guy gets healed, and then Jesus, it says right there, he slips out. They don't even know who did the miracle because Jesus slips out. One guy, tons of people there, tons of people, and one guy, there's just, boom, happens. Again, I can't explain the power of God and how he does this and why he does that. I am okay with that, that I can't explain it. But I know that I serve a God that is powerful enough to work the miraculous, to do these things, and we will not stop praying for that. We will not stop believing for that. Now, I just think that we need to focus, Lord, instead of trying to control the where, when, how, and God, you've got to do it this way at this place, and this time, and this thing, Lord... You have the ability to do it however you want to do it. Now let me tell you some things that I see in the Word of God that can be part of the healing process or the miraculous that are going on. I see in James chapter 5 that one of the things we can do in praying for a miracle and praying for healing is for us to call for the elders of the church to lay hands on us and anoint us with oil and pray for the sick. That's what the Word of God says. That's one of the ways that we can pray for the miraculous to happen. And we do that here at River Valley. We had a prayer meeting Monday night. We laid hands on the sick. We anointed them with oil. We prayed for them. We do that after every service. We have people that are prayer team members that we have asked to pray in an authority position in this church to lay hands. And if you want to be anointed with oil, we will anoint with oil. We also believe that in addition to that, that Mark 16 talks about it, that believers, all of us can pray. All of us can pray. It says these signs will follow those that believe in my name. And it talks about the miraculous. And all of us have the ability to pray and to lay hands on one another and to pray for one another. I love what one guy said to me, he said, I was in a a situation and my brother laid hands on me and prayed and I felt a surge of warmth through my body and healing and what was afflicting me was gone. He said, I didn't have any special leader doing it, it was just my brother, just a normal guy that is a follower of Jesus Christ. I love that, I love that. We believe that that can happen in that way. But see, some of us, we start to say, well, God, the where, the when, the how, the, and not with oil, Lord, because that's messy. So if we could do, and not in front of other people, I'd like a private healing, because I don't want to have a lot of people around. Anyway, how many know when you want a healing, you're just like, anytime, anywhere, anyhow, come on, Lord. Anyway, I'm just focused on the what, not the other stuff. We also believe 1 Corinthians 12 talks that some have the gift of healing. And I can tell you this, I've prayed like, God, I would love to have the gift of healing. If you would ever give me that, like I'd just love to be able to just pray and see the healing, just a special way, way higher concentration of miracles happening. I don't have that gift, but I know there are others that have that gift. I've always been puzzled why most of the people that have that gift just seems kind of odd sometimes. I'm just saying that sometimes they do. And one guy had that gift and he prayed for my dad once and said you're going to be healed and my dad crashed down over the chairs and you know I just thought that was really weird and then my dad got up he's totally healed, okay? So I just but some people have that gift, okay? I believe that there's another thing, way we can pray for this. In response to our faith, Matthew 9 talks about that, that our faith sometimes in believing God for the miraculous, the woman with the issue of blood said, if I could just touch the hem of Jesus' garment, I'd get my healing. That's what she said. And, and she touched him and Jesus knew it. And he's like, woman, according to your faith, man, you, you got faith, you got faith. Now, some of us feel guilt on that. We're like, well, because you know I don't get my miracle and so it must be my fault. Let me tell you this in response to someone else's faith, Jesus has healed people, where people had no faith in the process. The centurion's servant wasn't part of the process, and the centurion has all the faith in the world, and Jesus is like, great faith, healed your servants, ready to go, okay? So just, you see there's so many different things, and I also believe this, and this church is for medical doctors, okay? Okay? We are four medical doctors, and I believe medical doctors help bring about healing in our bodies. And I even believe like the Good Samaritan, you know, in that story, he poured oil and wine and wrapped them up in bandages and helped bring about the healing through just care. And I believe that God can bring about just healings in our body through care and through the medical profession. And I guess the last thing I would say on this is I just believe that he's sovereign and he just breaks in and does things when we don't expect it. That's why we say they're like holy moments, God-was-here moments. Um, it's, it doesn't mean that you, know, you were perfect and somebody else wasn't perfect. It just means that he's God and, and he's going to do what he wants to do. I mean, I look at this story. One guy, one guy at the pool. I mean, that would have been a perfect opportunity after the one guy got healed. How many know everybody else's faith would have been way up there? Jesus could have just walked through the crowd high-fiving and healing everybody, right? (laughs) Just going right through, just heal, 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 right? Because their faith would have been way up there, but he didn't. For some reason, one guy, then he goes. So I just have to trust that that God's gonna do what he wants to do, but God wants to get the glory and the honor and the praise for anything that he does, and I think we've got to verbalize it a little more I think we have to verbalize I think we are too silent as a church we are too silent as followers if there's one thing that I'm hearing in this series over and over again is God did that for me too 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 and and it's almost like a bunch of people living in silence kind of like you too you too yeah yeah me too you too you know and it's and I think that we've got to share it more In your life groups, you've got to share it. In your conversations with people, you've got to share it. In your prayer time, you've got to share it. In church, we've got to share it. We've got to give God the glory. We've got to be able to share what he's doing and let our faith rise up and not let isolation be the enemy of faith rising up. Because when we share our word of our testimony, faith rises up and we see that God is a miracle working God. He can do great things. He can do it for them. He can do it for me. We can pray and believe God, okay? So we've got to verbalize it more and share. And so with that, I want to share one that has happened to us. Some of you have heard this before, but I have to. I can't do a series like this without giving God the credit and the glory for this, and uh, one of the greatest miracles in our family's life that ever took place that I will never forget for the rest of my life took place in a spot that I just want to prove to you is not a holy spot, that it's a holy God that did a miracle. And so I want you to see where it took place, the greatest miracle that ever happened in our family's life. Take a look at this. I'm standing here at Falcon Ridge Middle School in Apple Valley, Minnesota, and uh, this is just the loading dock for the school, but to me it's the place that the miracle took place. This is a place that is special to me. I haven't been back really since uh, our church left this spot, but this is where God showed up in an amazing way and did an amazing miracle in the life of our oldest son, Connor. Um, I'll tell you all the details about it, He was miraculously healed of autism here, and I wanted you to see the spot. I I wanted you to see that God showed up in a place that I don't think a lot of us would say that's where God's going to show up. If God's going to work a miracle, it needs to be in a special place, at a special time, in a special moment, and I just believe God's going to show up where He wants to show up, when He wants to show up, and we can't put Him in a box. And I think that even in our own life, standing in this loading dock, back by the custodial offices, just where the garbage cans are and they're in and out into the dumpster, God just says, hey, I'm bigger than that. It's about me. Focus on me. I'm going to show up in places, give you holy moments. I'm going to be there. I'm going to work the miraculous. But don't get caught up in the place. Get caught up in who's working the miraculous. And so I wanted you to see this. I wanted to just... Get you to understand where the greatest miracle in my life ever took place. And I want you to see that God's going to show up anywhere he wants. And the biggest thing we need to focus in on is, God, just show up. That's all we're asking, God. Just show up. We'll let you show up wherever you want. Just show up. When, when we went to shoot the video there, um, the custodial guys were like, so this is a holy spot? And I said, no, it's a holy God that did a miracle right here, though, guys. This is where he did it. Let me explain to you. Um, some of you, again, have heard this, but others, this is totally new. Our oldest son was born with autism. We didn't know it. We were young parents, um, and, and we didn't know. We didn't know. You know, you just, first baby, first baby. Um, He didn't like to sleep flat in the crib. He screamed all night if he slept flat in the crib. But if we kept him in his car seat and kept him buckled in, he slept sound, you know? So how many know as a parent, you know, you need sleep, so you're putting that car seat in the crib, right? You're just (laughs) doing whatever you gotta do. And people are like, that's not normal. We're like, well, you you know, he just likes it that way. If it works, it works. And so we did that for, you know, long, long, a like couple years, really. Just put him in his car seat, buckle him in, and let him sleep that way. Um, we noticed that he didn't really talk to us much. He'd only parrot things back to us. But we thought it was cute, you know. And he'd, he'd look down, he'd look up, he'd look down. You know, he'd, he wouldn't make eye contact with us. Um, and my mom said, you know, guys, this is not normal. This is not normal. This, he, he, he probably has something. We're like, no, 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 he's fine, he's fine. He's fine. And we brought him into the doctors, and they said, Yeah, there's something here. We should have him tested. Brought him to the special uh, ed department. They said, Yep, he has autism, which was a total. Uh, surprise to us. You know, we didn't know. But then they said, well, does he do this? Does he? Yeah, he, everything had to be a train. He complained about noise. He complained about light. He didn't like uh, liquids on his hand. He slept buckled in. When he'd get really riled up, we'd put him in a blanket and kind of shake him. And then he'd settle down. Um, he'd sometimes zone off into the space and just as a car was driving by on the trees, and then he'd be gone. And you were like trying to get his attention. And I remember pulling the car over and like, you know, you look at me, you know, and, and he didn't interact with other kids, and, and when you'd play with a toy in, in the living room, um, and, and that was where that toy was, you could be in the kitchen and say, hey, do you want to play with your toy, and he'd run to his room, grab the toy, and then go to the living room, even though you weren't in the living room, because that's where that toy was played with, and so all these things were going on, and uh, we realized he had autism. And, you know, again, we couldn't go a different direction to the Mall of America. We couldn't go a different direction to church. If we did, he'd scream because he, he knew the way to everywhere. If we said we were going somewhere, it registered. And even though he's like, you know, uh, three years old at this time, how does he know the way to the mall, you know? I mean, how does he, you know, so all this stuff is going on. I can remember when we found out about this, you know, we did like most people that find out about anything like this. We prayed for a miracle. Prayed for a miracle. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Prayed and prayed and prayed. Didn't happen. And then just kind of moved into the zone of, okay, this is where we're at. This is where we're at. Okay, God, we love Connor. Different journey than we thought. Somebody gave us a poem called Welcome to Holland and uh, like, we bawled and we were at it, and then we just like, okay, God, different journey. We're okay with this. We're okay with this. And uh, great with it. Just moving forward, loving Connor. This is our life. And it was two years from the time that he was diagnosed. He's in special ed, going to school several days a week. They pick him up at the house. And um, we were there at church in that loading dock. You saw the picture of the area. And we had a guest preacher that was there. And at the end of the service, he just said, is there anything you guys want to pray for before we leave to go to lunch? And really, in that moment, I was just thinking, you know, church growth, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how the offering was today, but I'm sure that could use some help. You know I mean? That's, that's kind of what was on my mind right there. You know, that's what I was thinking. And uh, we're getting ready to say, I'm getting ready to say that. And Becca just looks at him and goes, we have a son with autism and we'd love to see him healed. And I was like, that's way better. That's, like, way, way better, you know. And I got to tell you, like, I was not God's man of faith and power. I was not, you know, I'm just being very honest, very transparent. Uh, If anyone had the amazing faith in that moment, it was Becca. It was Becca. And she had never shown this before uh, to me. I mean, here's someone, my wife, you know, like, if it's a cold cup of coffee that you serve her, she's not going to return it. She's like, well, we'll just drink it cold. It's okay, you know. I mean, and here she is in this moment, like, he has autism. We want to see him healed. And so we prayed for him. We prayed for him. And I'm just going to say, it was so simple. It wasn't like, you know, in Jesus' name. I mean, it wasn't like screaming or anything. It was just lay hands on him, prayed for him. And in the simplest way, this mild-mannered pastor just said, God's heard your prayer. And he's going to heal your son. Your son is healed. And we're like, really? I mean, just like, you know, it was one of those, like, you, you, you can't believe this. And, and our son that couldn't look us in the eye started to look us in the eye. Our son that had to have everything in trains no longer put thing in, things in trains. Our son that couldn't follow multiple directions started following multiple directions. Our son that, that was sensitive to light, sensitive to sound, stopped doing that. Our son that just, he became a new He became healed. We brought him to a special ed teacher and we said, we prayed at church. This is what happened. And she looked and said, there's a miracle that took place. It was an amazing, amazing miracle. And even to the point where people are like, Connor, your son, Connor, we know Connor. Connor's in the choir at school. Connor's in the youth group. Connor's, uh, we would never, ever guess this. And we didn't tell Connor until he was older and he was watching a show on autism. And he started to cry and said, somebody's got to help those kids. Somebody's got to, don't, we need to do something for those kids. And he's crying. We looked at his mom and dad, we're bawling, you know? And we said, son, we want to tell you something. And we told him that. And we told what God did. And we told him, you know, that it was an unexpected spot. We told him where it happened. He was able to meet the pastor that prayed for him. And he just said, you know, like, hey, thanks, you know? And uh, the pastor said, it wasn't me, it was God. It was God that did it. And I just want to tell you that it was one of those things where we saw the miracle take place and where we shared it with the medical world. And even I've had people in the medical world just, I don't even know what percentage, but way more think I'm crazy than God did a miracle. I'm just saying, honestly. And you just got to understand that I'm here telling about the power of God. And then I tell a medical doctor what God did in the life of Connor. And they're kind of like writing, I know they're writing in their file like, crazy family, Give them sugar pills. You know, I mean, I I know they're thinking that. But I'm telling you what God did, and I'm going to keep saying it over and over and over again. And those that were there, those that knew Connor, those that saw that, know that God did a miracle. And I can't stop talking about it. I can't stop talking about it. And I guess like this guy in John 5, they're like, don't you know it was the Sabbath? And you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to carry me out. He's like, I don't know, but Jesus just healed me, so i got to give him glory. And I think the, the medical world, maybe they're the ones that say, well, don't you know you can't do that? Don't you know that's not possible. Don't you know? And I'm like, all I know is he told me he did it. I'm going to give him the glory. And that's the way I feel, and that's what I wanted you to hear. And I want you to know that it's holy moments like that that we believe still happen today. And I know some of you have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, and you're still praying. I don't want you to miss it that we are faithfully serving God no matter what, realizing He could do the miracle and have a holy moment here, or He could have it in eternity. I wasn't mad. I wasn't, you know, bitter. We were like, God, this is where we're at. But God, it's almost like the guy that just got picked at the pool. How come? I don't know. I don't know. But I know this. Because it happened, I'm going to give God the glory. I'm going to give God the praise. And I'm not going to stop saying, God wants to have holy moments in our lives. So I believe God wants to break in and speak to us and get our attention. I believe God wants to break in and whisper to us. And I believe God wants to break in and do the miraculous. I just want us to be open to that as a church. I want us to be open to that as people, saying, God, Anytime, I will not worry about the where, when, how. This is what I want, and you're the one that I believe can do it, and that's what I'm going to focus on, not the where, when, how. I won't control the elements, but God, I will just let you know what I'm believing for from the one I'm believing for. So, Lord Jesus, I just pray for that for our church, for all of us here, and I stop, and I give you praise and glory for the miracles you've done in our family's life and in the lives of so many in this church. You are a miracle-working God. Doesn't matter what the world says. Doesn't matter what the experts say. Doesn't matter what the atheist says. Doesn't matter what the people that we want their approval say. It doesn't matter. You are a miracle-working God. We're going to give you the praise and the glory and the honor, and we're going to proclaim what you've done. We ask for holy moments to take place in our life, unsuspecting moments. I pray for those that are, are just faithfully serving along for them to get holy moments in their life, God. I know you do it differently for all of us, and I just pray we'd be open to whatever it is that you have for us, and those holy moments of miraculous events would happen in our lives, in our prayers, just in the things that we're a part of, Lord Jesus. We pray that all those different ways for the miraculous to take place would happen in this church, Lord. That as we anoint with oil, it would happen. That as we pray for one another, it would happen. Lord Jesus, that as we have faith, as others have faith, as you sovereignly just do what you're going to do, as you work through doctors, as you just work the miracle, Lord, we believe and say, God, increase our faith and thank you for what you've already done, what you're doing, and what you will do. We give you the glory, we give you the honor, we give you the praise, and we thank you, God, that you break in in those holy moments and do the miraculous. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Can we all stand all across this place?